Okay, welcome back to the Curiously Guided Podcast, the place for intuitive business owners. We're your hosts, Shay Mariah, and today we are wrapping up season two of our podcast. Uh, today is kind of a special episode. We are now 40 episodes in, which is kind of crazy to think about. And, uh, you know, our, our intention with the episode today is um, Mariah and I just want to have a little bit more of a behind the scenes conversation and interview each other about, um, the experience of hosting a podcast thus far, what our big takeaways have been, what we really learned and took away from season two in particular, and then, um, what we have coming in the future, you know, what's going on with us in our personal lives and our businesses and, um, our plans for season three of the podcast and beyond. And one more thing before we dive into the episode, we are very excited to announce if you're listening to the episode live or within the next coming weeks of release, we are partnering with our good friend Miranda Rodriguez, who was a former guest on the podcast this season. She is a digital marketing expert and um, just all around wonderful human who's very aligned with Mariah and I's style. We decided um, to put together a really unique and I think one of a kind workshop all around um we're calling it minimalist marketing. I'm thinking of it as like Marie Kondoing your marketing plan. But one thing we've noticed with all of our clients is when it comes to creating a quote unquote marketing plan, we all feel very overwhelmed and bombarded with all the options. There's so many choices out there. There's no lack of um, opportunities when it comes to marketing, but the, the trade-off is that can be pretty overwhelming. And I think most of us feel like we need to have this really crazy dynamic marketing plan with passive and active. And we talk about all that stuff in different episodes, but really as Mariah actually really poignantly said earlier this season, marketing comes down to letting people know, getting in front of the right people and letting them know about what you do and what you have to offer. And we can really strip it back and marketing does not need to be so complicated. So the intention of this workshop, Miranda, Mariah, and I are all going to come together and bring in our unique um, zones of genius and tackle the three elements of marketing, know, like, and trust from the perspective of how could we create something that is so simplified and built around you, your unique zone of genius, your gifts, your skill set. And our goal is that you're going to walk away with something that, you know, feels very doable, very straightforward and crystal clear. <laughs> so sifts through all the noise and helps you really focus in on a marketing plan that is aligned for you and how you light up and how you serve people. Um, and Mariah, can you fill us in on the, the specific details around the workshop? Yeah. And I just want to highlight really quick. Thank you for that commercial about the workshop because like, okay, guys, Shay, this is like one of her fucking zones of genius. She just riffed all of that. And like, literally I have to take notes and just like word vomit what I write down half the time. And she was just like, Marie Conduing, you're blah, blah, blah. And this is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I couldn't have fucking said it better myself. God bless. Okay. So to the details of the minimalist marketing workshop. So you can get your ticket at curiouslyguided.com slash marketing dash workshop. Obviously we are going to leave the link to that in the show notes below, but the workshop is going to be hosted live with, as Shay said, me, Miranda, and Shay. It's going to be live on October 6th, 2022. And we're going to kick it off at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tickets are super fucking low. They are $27 to get access to the workshop. You will obviously get a recording of the workshop. If you can't make it live, it's going to be just as powerful, the recording. And you will also get a workbook that we're creating that has like the outline of questions. And like, guys, it's it's literally like uh, duh, yes moment. Okay. So grab your ticket, join us for the workshop. We're so fucking excited. So with that, let's dive in. Um, my first question that I have for Mariah is, um, for you, what were the biggest differences between season one and season two? Like, how are you feeling here at the end of season two compared to how we felt at the end of season one, if you can remember? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, season one, dude, the first four episodes, we had such a vulnerability hangover that we were like, oh my God, is people going to listen to us? Do we, oh my God, I 
I, I, I think we fucked this up. We need to re-record or are we okay? Are we feeling okay? I think I'm ill. Somebody save me. (laughs) And now it's, it just feels natural. It just feels fun. It's just like, we've, we've strengthened this muscle of allowing ourselves to flow. And I think it obviously does help that we have each other. And we can bounce off of each other and ask questions and and we just kind of riff really well together. But I would say that like compared to season one, season two fucking flew by. Like when you said like, this is episode 40, four zero, that's fucking mind blowing to me. I feel like this is really just episode 18. Like, but then, you know, we scroll back and we, and we reflect on all of the awesome people that we got it that we got to interview and just like the conversations that me and you have had. And it's like, we're doing some cool shit and like, we're having some cool fucking conversations. And yeah, I think overall this season, it just went so quick. I think because we, we have the process, we have the system, we kind of figured out our sweet spot, how we like to schedule on what days we schedule. And it's like, it, Season two used very little brain power comparatively because like we already have the foundation set. And so I'm excited to see like how easy season three is. What about you? Oh, I love, I hadn't even thought about it from that perspective. How easy can season three be? Um, I totally agree. Exactly. Uh, you know, when we first got started, I I had to teach myself audio engineering, basically. And I know you, you know, there was like all of these big barriers to entry, like learning curves we had to go through. Not that we've mastered everything. <laughs> and even in season two, y'all will notice I uh, was fighting with my audio a bit, but we are getting better and smoother and faster, which is opening up more bandwidth for fun stuff. Like, how can we take this to the next level? And so, um, I'm feeling encouraged. Like we're getting into a groove. It's feeling more like a rhythm and it, it's feeling like we can take on even more. Um, we're about to have a break after this season. And I, I'm just looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, and I'd like to say that we did our very first podcast interview with me and you on somebody else's podcast. Did do that. Yeah. That's like, that's a pretty big milestone. We also wanted to test that of like, okay, we can have a conversation pretty naturally, like on our own podcast when we're the host, but like, how are we as guests? Because like, that is a different perspective. And so we got to kind of test that out on our friend Miranda Rodriguez podcast. And it was so fucking fun that we were just like, oh shit. And so I think just you guys like keep your eyes peeled. We might be doing like a PR tour for the podcast of just like zipping into other people's podcasts, both of us. And I feel like that just sounds so much fun. And it's like, I was nervous that we wouldn't have enough things to talk about, but now that we're into it, I'm like, I could riff on fucking anything. We could talk about anything. I'm looking at like this thing from a garage sale. It's literally like a drink master milkshake maker. I was like, I could talk about that. I could talk about anything. (laughs) That's a good skill to have. (laughs) It really is. And I, that's, um, you know, I'm thinking back to our first few episodes. I remember even um, I was scared to release the episodes and like my family and friends would know that I made a podcast. Like I had, it's funny to look back on that now, but it felt like such a huge obstacle and I was terrified. And before every guest, I was so nervous and worked up and and now I don't feel like that as much. I definitely feel like I've built some muscles around like, we're going to have plenty to talk about. Like I definitely used to worry about like, what if we, there's awkward silence and we can't think of anything. It's like quite the opposite usually. Um, So I definitely feel like I have built some confidence muscles in myself and my ability to, um, you know, in my voice and ex- expressing myself and sharing my opinions. Like I just, uh, it, it happened gradually. I don't know that I noticed it up until this point, but like thinking about how I felt before hitting record on like episodes one through 10 versus how we're feeling now, it's night and day. Yeah. Yeah. And even just like in conversations with friends, I've been recommending some of our podcast interviews. And it's funny because like, my uh my in real life friends aren't really they're not online business owners so i think it's funny that like even conversations that i'm having with people i'm like oh you should listen to this podcast episode where we talk about nervous system regulation or like and we talk about like blah 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 i don't fucking know but it's like 
it's cool that things are starting to overlap and it's like, and we can recommend our perspectives in these conversations and episodes to an even wider audience than we assumed. Mm, Yeah. That's something that I'm feeling even more lit up about is like how universal some of these lessons are. It's not necessarily just for online business owners. And I like the idea of um, broadening our reach like that. You know, one, um, shit god damn it Mariah (laughs) you were just I had a really good idea you were just talking about you can tell your friends about it it's a broader reach oh okay I know one thing that I feel really good about season two in particular is that we were able to much more intentionally focus on topics that we are interested in like season one I think was more of a reaction and not in a bad way, but we were just trying to find guests and, you know, we were getting, stepping into ourselves and building our voices. You know, it was just kind of, um, perfectly imperfect, like everything we do with the podcast and we let it unfold as it did. And I loved that. But what was cool about season two was at the beginning, Mariah and I had a moment to sit down and be like, okay, now we actually get to kind of call the shots. What do we want this podcast to be? What kind of topics do we want to explore? And we actually reached out to guests and we really intentionally chose people around topics and conversations that we really thought were important and that ability to kind of curate the stories that came out of the podcast feels really um, creatively exciting to me. I really liked that. And I'm excited to dive even deeper and get even more intentional and use even more discernment, which was a big theme that popped up this season in future seasons. Yeah. And it's like, people also applied to be guests on the podcast and we seem to be attracting people that just align like as as with everything right like you attract the energy that you show up in and like that's just a really awesome reflection of like yeah of course the people that are applying are like potentially a good fit because we wouldn't attract people that are not a good fit type thing and I just think that that's really fucking cool that it's like I don't know I, I I just feel like the whole thing is just becoming so fucking easy and that's a cool thing because it's a like good season, sign yeah season one was not that fucking easy I'm not <laughs> right. saying that it was like the hardest thing in the world but like it was definitely a climb of a ladder when now I feel like we're sliding down the slide Ooh, that's nice yeah um, yeah, we're able to enjoy the ride a little bit more, <laughs> which is a really lovely spot to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we did have a, a conversation with Gemma after our last episode, and she gave us some really awesome feedback about our conversation with her. And she said that it, like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's like that it, it felt so natural and helpful and like more conversational. And she said that like, it wasn't like other business podcasts, you know, those business podcasts where it's literally 975 episodes of five ways to blah, 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 five steps to blah, blah, blah. And like strategy, strategy, strategy. And it's like, they're just word vomiting, just like steps for you to implement. And it's like, when we set out to do this podcast, we didn't want to create a podcast like that. Like we like the strategy aspect, obviously, but we really fucking like the energetic aspect of it too. And the fact that even our guests that we're interviewing, like we don't give them a heads up of like, yo, we're going to flow into this. And then we're going to flow into that. We kind of just tell them like, Hey, like what's your zone of genius. And we also mentioned like our intention for the episode and we kind of just flow with it. And it's cool that we're getting that feedback that like, wow, this felt really great and empowering to have a conversation like that. Like that's really fucking awesome feedback from people. Yeah. We, Mariah and I were laughing before we hit record on this episode. Um, when Gemma gave us that feedback, she said, um, I really enjoyed this podcast. You guys really asked me questions that I don't, and I got to talk about things that I don't normally get to talk about. And I found that kind of shocking. I hadn't, I, I was like, what? And, and Mariah said, yeah, Shay, what? of course, you know, most business podcasts are. And, you know, when Gemma goes around, I guess she's asked a lot of like, how do I do this? Tell me steps one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> and so it hadn't really occurred to me that the way we are doing things 
is different. Um, it's kind of just like how my brain works. And so it's cool. Mariah and I keep having these moments of, wow, people are giving us the feedback that we dreamed of getting. Like, this is exactly the podcast that we wanted to see in the world. It's not like we're telling people to say these things to us. They're saying it at the end of episodes. Um, it's just been really validating and affirming like in the ease rolled in it's affirming to me that like we're onto something <laughs> you know we're taking steps in the right direction and it's really lovely when guests finish an episode and say that was so much fun <laughs> you know I had a blast and it's I always leave the episodes feeling really energized and nourished and it's just been a lovely healing container for us and seems like for our guests as well. And I'm hoping for our listeners, you know, we've um, definitely been getting more feedback here, getting reviews, getting more DMs this season, getting to interact with our listeners as well. And our audience and fan base has just been growing. So it's been cool to start seeing all of this work kind of come to fruition. <laughs> and, you know, it's that uh, Mariah and I can talk in, to each other until we're blue in the face about like what it is we want to create in the world and, and how we're tired of all of this typical business advice. That's like, I'm the guru. I want you to do this, my process, step one, step two, step three, step four, you know, from what we've learned and from our perspective, those kind of framework approaches will only get you so far. You know, what we keep hearing over and over and over again on the podcast is, yes, that was a starting point for me was seeing how other people did it. But where I really found success and found my groove was by taking all of those data points and figuring out how they worked for me, you know, really getting clear on where I'm strong, where my zone of genius is, how I could turn the volume up, and then sifting through all the noise online and only choosing things that are aligned with me and the problem I solve in the world. And so I'm really, these days, just getting so jaded with all the courses and programs that are like very cut and dry. There's a right way and there's a wrong way to do things, because I don't think that's true. Like If there's one thing that I've learned with the podcast is there's a million ways to skin this cat when it comes to the online world. And we're doing ourselves a disservice if we're all out there just preaching these one right ways to do things instead of helping people learn how to think for themselves. It's really like, you know, teaching someone how to fish instead of handing them a fish. Yeah. And I mean, think about the podcast itself. If we would have followed a strategic plan, step-by-step, -step, planned everything out, a marketing plan, a this plan, a that plan, like we kind of came at it of just like, what do we want to create? What kind of conversations do we want to have? We set an intention. We kind of just allowed ourselves to collect data points. And so it's like really walking our talk of like what we typically suggest on this podcast of like fucking experiment, collect the data points, see what you like, see what you don't like, and then always come back to the drawing board. But I just think it's like we would have squashed our own magic mm -hmm. if we would have followed somebody else's game plan. And like, you know, we're me and Shay are consistently learning out loud and trying to educate ourselves of like, hey, how can we take this to the next level and stuff like that? And so, you know, I'm sure being a podcast listener, it's like there are podcasts that have shorter episodes and we've chatted about potentially testing that out. And we probably will test out like, hey, do we like creating shorter episodes? We haven't really created any shorter episodes besides that grounding meditation. So I think season three, we're going to be testing, do we want to do this? Because like there is some data that says people like shorter episodes. But then when me and Chase sit down and we're like, okay, what would that look like for us without taking away the magic? Because we enjoy longer episodes, especially with guests of like, we like the depth that this podcast brings and we refuse to follow a strategic plan that changes that. Because if we were to create podcasts, episodes that didn't get to the depth that we crave, it wouldn't be fulfilling for us. Therefore, you wouldn't be able to pick up on our passion. Therefore, you wouldn't continue to listen to the podcast. But it's like, if we followed somebody else's framework of like how to create a top 25 business podcast, this podcast would be shit. It would be fucking shit. And so it's kind of like, how can we allow ourselves to take in the information and strengthen the muscle of discernment by filtering it through our own lenses with also holding 
the need to continue to play and connect data points Mm -hmm. because it's like, yeah, we know our strengths and we enjoy this, but also like, let's, let's test something out because we don't know what we don't know until we realize that we don't know it. And I think that that can just be implied in so many different areas of business and in areas of life in general. Mm, Yeah. I love what you're saying. And this is like a conversation that I would love to continue. It's something that's popping up with quite a few of my clients right now, which is how do we balance best practices and data and what we know about quote unquote, what works online? Because there's certainly things we know. For example, a classic five ways to 10 ways to like, we know that that's that kind of style of a title is going to get clicks. Like we know empirically with data that that works. It's clickable. It's shareable. It's easily readable. Yeah. yeah, Our brains brains love categorizing and filtering. Like it, it hits on all the levels, but if you are finding yourself, okay, I made a five list, but this does not feel like me. Like if you're only doing it because the data told you to do it and your excitement and your energy and your play and your fun can't be felt by your readers, it's not going to work. And that that's a, a point that Mariah makes. <coughs> you know, we talk a lot about like the energetics behind things um, and balancing energetics with strategy. And so this is kind of continuing that conversation of, you know, yes, it's a little bit of both. Like consider the best practice, consider the what works, can learn from other styles. But at the end of the day, it's got to come back to where you lit up. And if like breaking a rule makes you feel really excited and fun and lit up, that's probably going to work better for you than five tips to blah, blah, blah that you say with boring energy behind it. Right. So I think there's just this cool tightrope walk in the online business world of like being aware of the data and the UX trends and the best practice and the whatever, but finding a way to infuse yourself and infuse your fun and infuse your joy and break rules when it's time to break rules that that's really where the magic happens and that's where we're finding people are having success in a sustainable way yep yep for sure and i i kind of went on a rant about this on instagram a couple months ago and i literally posted this thing where it was like i don't give a fuck about your strategy dude i don't give a fuck I can feel it energetically from a consumer perspective if you are not behind it. Therefore, I cannot align with it. And it's interesting because I was interviewed on somebody's podcast it released a couple weeks ago. And she asked me a really good question of like, how would you define strategy and energetics? And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Um, and I, I ended up winging this amazing answer. Like I'm fucking patting myself on the back here. I need to print this out. So basically how I kind of see it is the strategy is external. The energetics is internal in order to create that path of least resistance. They need to align. So that's what I say to my clients. And I've said it on Instagram a bunch of times, just because it's easier to communicate there, but it's like, you need it's it's energetics first. That's the problem in the business world. People are like the strategy, the strategy, the strategy, the strategy. No, strategy comes second. You need the energetics come first. That's it. That's how you build a sustainable foundation point blank. If I could sum up everything, how to create a successful business, fucking get aligned energetically with what you're doing, how you're showing up and who the fuck you're talking to. It's energetics first. Once you get clear on that and your internal system is aligned, it's easier to then align the outer aspect, which is the strategy. You can create a strategy around anything, but starting and growing and marketing a business needs to start with energetics first. And so many people are fucking missing that piece of the puzzle. Mm. Mic drop. That was great. It's all about that inner game. Uh, you know, what popped up for me as you were talking was the, we shot an episode this season on human design and it was all around your conscious son and your, it was all about like, there's an external side of things and there's an internal side of things. And I think that that can be applied 
in a lot of different ways, you know, but you're right. It has to start. I think our tendency, I'm even thinking Mariah and I last season, we hosted a workshop all around goal setting and TLDR of that workshop was it starts with who you be, <laughs> you know, it starts with your inner game. Are you showing up as a person who has all of these things that you want? Like it starts with the, the micro actions, the day-to-day -day baby steps, and it's that inner game. And so I think, you know, what, I've seen a ton of websites and you know, it's funny. I've heard all of these best practices that you need, but really the sales pages that do the best, I've seen some ugly as hell sales pages, but that person sat down was kind of lit up about something and like hammered. They just like wrote passionately for 30 minutes and then put it up on an ugly page and it made millions. Right. Cause it, I know there's something to be said about design and strategic copy and UX and all of that. But if that underlying fire and emotional drive is not behind your words and not behind your visuals, people will feel it. Like if you're just, and I think the reason that a lot of us are frustrated with these like framework style approaches is because it's not as simple as rinsing and repeating. Cause when you're rinsing and repeating, you, your eunice is lost in there. You're trying to replicate somebody else's eunice, right? And so I think to Mariah's point, it's so smart. Start with the you you know, start with the inner game, you know, getting clear, uh, this season for me, and this is a nice pivot into like Mariah and I kind of wanted to share what's been going on with us this season too, for me in my life has been, um, you know, if you think about growth, like a tree, we can have external growth where our limbs and our branches get bigger, but there's also root growth and my growing this year has been very underground. My roots have been growing. It hasn't been as visible, but it's been more of like that inner work. I've been building muscles. I've been healing. I've been finding the blind spots, you know? So I, um, I just feel for some reason thinking about if you guys are like me, I'm at this place in the, my online business journey where I'm like going in and out of like existential crisis and like feeling a little jaded and I'm just like rolling my eyes at everything. <laughs> and I think it's because uh, my master's degree is in strategic planning. I, I, my gut instinct, the way I subconsciously work is to lead with strategy first. And I can build a lot of successful businesses with strategy first. But I think the lesson at the end of the day is if you want it to be sustainable, if you want it to be something that you love, and that's kind of what I'm craving more of like that deeper connection and fulfillment with my business these days, it's got to start from within. It's got to start from me being clear and growing and healing and doing the, the underground growth that needs to happen so then I can step into that next phase yeah and I'm just sitting here thinking I'm like where are the parallels oh I'm thinking about this in in um context of relationships we see on Instagram oh like oh couples goals you know what hashtag couple goals and I'm just like ugh, I fucking shudder at that but it's like all of these pictures of like these happy relationships and blah 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 like that's the outer how are they feeling in that relationship how are they showing up and having vulnerable, transparent conversations? Because we know if you've ever been in, especially like a long-term relationship, that it's like, it's not sustainable if you don't do the inner work, if you don't self-reflect, if you don't allow somebody in to see you, to hold you, to, to feel who you are. And it's similar to business. You can't grow on the outside if you don't have that connection to yourself if you don't let things in but it's like that discernment because we can also slide into you know people pleasing on both sides of like oh the the outside matters so much more than the inside can look at it from a relationship or a business perspective it's the same fucking thing but it's like we it's finding that alignment finding that balance of both where it's like where we can we can balance safety and stability with expansion and growth because that's how we're able to move forward in a way that's like fulfilling and like feels good, but also like continues to push us out of our comfort zone in a way that allows us to expand in whatever way that means, whether it's internal, external, in whatever season you're in. I just think that like the parallels are pretty interesting. I love that. Yeah, I love that comparison. Um, it always, it's like, it's an inner game. It starts with yourself. Again, like these sound like cliches, but it's like showing up consistently everywhere in my life. Um, I think there's something interesting to what you said about 
part of this is accepting uncertainty. You know, all of us, I think where a lot of us run into problems is we all went to school to, we all went to factory school. Like they were teaching us how to be little factory workers. And it was like, there's no problem we're solving unless we already know the answer to it. And, you know, like we were not our formative years, we were taught that someone tells us information, we absorb information, we regurgitate information, the cycle repeats, you know, like we aren't taught a lot of problem solving skills and creative thought. And, and so of course, and we're also taught that's what leads to stability, right? If I, I have this person tell me what to do, if I listen to what they do, if, if I listen to what they tell me and I do what they tell me to do, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be taken care of. No so, skills about emotional regulation. No, 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 no. About yeah. Jeff, even though that's, that's the anchor. It, it, it was all designed under like, you're going to go into this place and sit still or be in one place for eight hours or whatever it is and have a boss and like, you don't need to be solving any bigger problems. You're a factory worker. <laughs> you need to be good at this cog in the wheel, right? And so I think when we get into the online business world, a lot of us have that programming of like, I need to learn. I need to find the right lesson. I need to find the right course because that's how you've always done things. You've learned it in that way. And the way we learned in school was, I'm going to teach you these five steps. You're going to memorize those five steps. And then you're going to regurgitate on a test those five steps. And so, of course, that's the process that we want to rinse and repeat as we're building these online businesses. And then we're getting frustrated when that's not working. <laughs> and I think there's a bit of there's not a right answer. You've got to figure out a new creative, unique answer that aligns with who you are as a human. Horrifying. And it's horrifying. <laughs> it's it's accepting uncertainty, accepting that I don't know the this answer to this problem. And that is a, a relatively new concept for a lot of our brains to grapple with. So I know I've said in almost every episode, having some grace, giving yourself some grace with this stuff and some kind of gentleness. This is, we're literally asking you to reprogram your brain. That's why we have episodes about subconscious reprogramming. It's deep, you know, like, um, and I am noticing in myself how resistant I am to allowing things to be uncertain. It's like, I love the freedom of online business, but then the minute I have a slow month, I am just freaked out. I'm on Indeed. I'm looking for a job, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I've been really looking for how to how sell feet pics. Yeah. Google search. <laughs> truly, truly. <laughs> what are my options on OnlyFans, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> in you know, it's wonderful that there's always ways to earn money, but I've been asking myself, like, how can I cultivate that, that sense of stability that I'm looking for? How can I cultivate that within myself on my own, instead of having to rely on external sources for stability, because that, that has been my struggle, um, with online business. It's like balancing that freedom and total open unlimitedness with like our need for safety and stability. So, um, I don't even know why I went on that rant. <laughs> like I just find that conversation. I think moving forward, we've talked about like, what are we curious about right now? And me personally, the connection between emotions, the subconscious and running a business is like infinitely fascinating. Like all of these, you know, we're learning our brain is just on autopilot, like 95% of the time, there's just these scripts running that we're not even aware of. And so diving into that and peeling that back and getting aware of like, how we are operating on like that more deep, emotional subconscious level is very fascinating for me and learning about it and shining awareness in my own life has been very fruitful and it's helping me kind of step into my next level. So I am excited with the podcast to continue that conversation. What does that look like tangibly for you? Mm. Like what, what does that mean? Like if you're, yeah, give me an example of like, okay, this is piquing your curiosity. Like how are you going about exploring it? Yeah. Well, so in the past, the way we did this in season two was we reached out to people like um, Monica to come in and Rebecca, people that have helped us with like nervous system regulation and like that kind of, we reached out to your friend. Terrell. Terrell, who um, you got your hypnotherapy certification with, and we talked a lot about subconscious. So that those kind of topics have been pinging for me for a while. And I wanted to learn more. So 
Yes. With the podcast. Yes. With my own rabbit holes, um, moving forward into the future, just like a little behind the scenes. Um, one thing I'm currently fixated on is do you, are you familiar with like surrealist art, like Salvador Dali? Have you, um, like any kind of surrealist painting? Like collages? Um, not collages. His paintings look like weird and like everything's kind of like, um, like you're on an acid trip. Yes. Everything looks like it's a little wavy. Nothing's quite right. Like you'll see something that kind of looks like a horse, but it's not quite right. It's got like these like weird legs. It's, it's a little unsettling. Like every, it looks kind of like a familiar scene, but it's nothing is quite right. And, um, I've always been obsessed with surrealist paintings. I, I don't know why, but recently I heard the the thinking behind the surrealist movement was that um the paintings are intentionally meant to make you feel uncomfortable our our brain really loves to like categorize things like i see a tree i know that's a tree i label it as a tree and so the goal behind the surrealist painters were to present something to you that was like vaguely familiar but a little off and And then they want to make you feel uncomfortable because what's happening is your brain is starting to realize like, what is real? (laughs) It's it's, it's called free associating where it's trying to help you get your brain out of the normal scripts that run. That's a tree. That's a book. And instead back out and be like, really, that's just the word we've agreed on to describe that thing, you know? And so it's meant to help you kind of like detach from the situation you're in and really observe things on an objective level. So I loved learning that about paintings that I've always loved. And now I'm realizing they're to help me have a more subconscious experience and awareness, which really ties with interest that I have right now so I just think that's cool it's like this theme I've had my whole life and now I'm learning something about it and applying it to my life and growing you know what that's that's pretty fascinating and it also brings me back to some advice that you gave me a couple weeks ago of like the importance of novelty Mm. when it comes to business and using words and using phrases not that they're like completely out of the box but that they like it's like an ear prick up moment of just like what the fuck did you just say like oh I haven't heard that before and it's like we were trying to figure out a name for the um, marketing workshop. And we're like, oh, the aligned marketing workshop. And then we're like, I feel like there's a million aligned marketing workshops. And so it's interesting, the parallels and the overlap of like what you're exploring and how you're, you naturally bring that in of like, yeah, but like, what would, what would pique my curiosity? What would get my intention instead of regurgitating the same bullshit that everybody's saying? Yeah, you're right. This idea of um, novelty, I actually learned that by exploring my own neurodivergence, you know, all of us as humans. And if you're on the neurodivergent spectrum, especially we crave that like rush of newness and we love to see new and novel. And I think play and fun is kind of wrapped up in this too. It's like, we crave it. And I think the problem with the online world is like we study things and we think we know the best practice. And so then we try to do these tried and true methods. But the problem is everybody's annoyed by it. (laughs) You know, like the idea of aligned, if we were to use that now, the word's meaning has almost uh, become diluted. What does it even mean anymore? It kind of like, it's almost activating or triggering for me at this point. So yeah, it's really interesting um, thinking about it that way. Yeah. And I feel like just from like a leader perspective, from a course creator perspective, from a coaching perspective, if we are teaching people that this is the framework, we have the answers we're not teaching them the skills and the strength to be able to figure it out themselves. So then they become codependent on us. And then we get frustrated or annoyed that they're not respecting boundaries, but it's like, we're teaching them how to interact with us, which is we have the answers. You don't have the answers. Yes. How many coaches are so annoyed at their annoying clients because they can't figure it out, but it's like, what's the relationship you established? It was, I'm mama bird and you're baby bird and you can't do anything without me. I have to chew your worms and spit it into your (laughs) mouth. And that's the only way that you can make passive income. Yeah, truly. Yeah. I really, um, I hope that this podcast can also be a vehicle for that, of helping people 
yes, learn all the stuff, get all the data points. But at the end of the day, it comes back to this word discernment, which I think has we've mentioned in every single episode in season two, you know, how do you take all this data and what do you do with it? How do you think for yourself? How do you think creatively and outside the box? And how do you pull the pieces together in a way that works for you? That's really the problem solve. How do you problem solve in business in a way that allows you to have one foot on security and safety and one foot in exploration. Ooh, ooh, I love that. Yeah, because it's like on one end, you know, like there's been advice from people where they're like, fuck it, go all in, test it, throw shit at the wall. And it's like, yeah, in my brain, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. We don't need shit. I'm a rebel. Let's do it. Burn it all down. And then the other part of me is like, fuck, no, we ain't burning it down, bitch. Like we have fucking rent to pay. What are we burning down? We're not burning down anything. Like, no, you're going to you need to go and take a breath. And so it's like, how do we walk that line of having this like inner rebel with like also having this like cozy inner child who like needs a hand to hold. It's like on one end, I'm like a kid who wants a cozy blanket to wrap myself up in. And on the other hand, I have a torch in my hand ready to fucking burn it down. So it's like, how can we make both of them happy? Yeah. Balancing the rebel with the need for stability, I would say is probably my biggest uh pain point (laughs) that's the rub right there for sure yeah and I think it's just it just comes back I mean if we're just like thinking and learning out loud here and connecting dots it just it comes back I feel like to uh baby steps it's all baby steps that's a theme that's come up a lot this season all it ever is is right now what's the right baby step and you know what's funny is like if I take this into my own my own personal life experience in the moment, <clears throat> uh, by the time season three kicks off, I'm going to be living in the fucking Carolinas, which is wild to me to even think about. So like right now we're currently recording. I live in Buffalo, New York in my apartment that I have lived in by myself alone. It was my first apartment. I fucking love this apartment. It's great. But me and Andrew, in a few weeks, we're going to officially move in together. And then we're moving to a completely different state that's not close by. It's not a neighboring state. It's like on the other side of like, technically. It's a, it's a 12-hour drive from home. And so we didn't get to that decision by me being like, fuck it. We're going to do it. We're just going to do it. We're not going to think about anything. We're just doing it. No, even though I play, I play very well to be like, fuck it. I'm just like, I could do whatever I want to. Like, I'm just a courageous bitch. Like I can, I can fuck with that for a little bit, but like the reality is, is like, it did take baby steps. And honestly, the biggest thing that kind of pushed us in in that direction was like us getting denied for a house up here. We were going to buy a house up here and our mortgage got denied. Andrew didn't have credit and like blah, 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 blah. And then we were like, oh, we can just get him credit. And then he quit his job because he fucking hated it. And I was like, now we're hanging out. We're hanging out in fucking limbo world. And what are we going to do? And he's always said like, do you want to live in Buffalo? And my initial reaction was like, of course I want to live in Buffalo. What do you mean? This is always where I've lived. I've only lived outside of Buffalo for one year in my life. And I hated it because I was 12 and I was an asshole and my parents were assholes. So like it was miserable. But then I sat here and I was just like, I have the freedom and flexibility to literally live anywhere in the world. Why am I living in Buffalo? For what reason? And I allowed myself to think about it. I was like, ooh, damn, that thought feels scary. But it also feels a little exciting. So I'm going to allow myself to kind of follow this little glimmer of excitement. And kind of what allowed us to move forward was a him quitting his job and me having a job where I can work from anywhere. But it was mainly, hey, why don't we just experiment? Like, we don't have kids yet. I don't want kids for another two years. And so it was like, this is the time right now that we can harness and take advantage of. So we're literally looking at this move. It's just an experiment. We have no fucking idea 
what's going to happen if we're going to like it. And I have an aunt that lives in South Carolina and she is very nice to allow us to stay with her for a couple of weeks as we figure out and we explore. We're going to explore Charlotte, North Carolina. We're going to explore Greenville, South Carolina, see which one we like, see which one feels better. We're going to move there. Our goal is essentially for a year. Maybe we move back. Maybe we move to a different space. We don't know. But the only thing that even allowed us to get here was playing with the thought of experimenting while knowing that we didn't have to do anything. We don't have to. I don't have to leave my apartment he doesn't have to quit his job but it's like playing in this well, what if like what could that look like and then it was like I made the call to my aunt a baby step and then it's like oh I contacted a moving truck a baby step and I just got to say side note um rental moving truck company Shay you're gonna have to start consulting on like intentional sales because like their sales process is complete shit she was on the phone and she was like our um our our cost of this moving truck to go that distance it's nineteen hundred dollars and I was like oh and she was like but you don't want to pay that and I was like no and she was like you're not gonna pay that and I was like okay and she was like how does 1789 sound and I was like better like what reaction are you expecting for this feels weird and then she was like but you know what you're not gonna pay that price either and I was like (laughs) Then why did you say it, bitch? Like, what are you doing? And she was like, she's like reading lines down the script or something. Literally. And then she was like, how does 1444 sound? And I was like, better than the last fucking higher number that you said? Like, what what do you expect me to say? And she was like, because that's the price I'm going to get you. How do you feel about it? And I was like, like, you're fucking annoying. Like, what do you mean? Like, give me, give me your price. So I thought of you and I was like, Shay needs to consult. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, It's always good to get reminders. They're like, oh, right, right. I got off the call and I was like, this is a very large business that does a lot of business. And this is how they're approaching sales. Yeah, that's normal. It's just like there's a script they read down and they don't get it. Like she doesn't understand that that's meant to be more of a back and forth. And that's actually a really good illustration of like how we are programmed to be. (laughs) Do you know? That's why like why companies work like that it's systematized and SOP'd you know but you lose the magic of building a relationship with someone when you just step one step two step three and she was like do you want to sign this like what's your email and I was like you don't even know my name and now you want like my contact information yeah yeah. It was just a very interesting experience, but to sum up my fucking moving shit, it's all an experiment. And that's the only way that we had the courage to take that step was to think about it from an experiment, keeping one end in the rebel of like, what's the possibility and keeping one end in like, how can we allow ourselves to burn down enough to where it feels exciting, but also create safety in this big decision? Yeah, I like what you're saying about, um, yes, it is baby steps, but it's also allowing possibility because that's something, you know, for you for a long time. And I'm thinking about um, for me and what this looks like for me right now. But for a long time, the first thought of leaving Buffalo would immediately get shut down for you. You're just like, no, I live in Buffalo. I was disgusted. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I've grown up in Buffalo. What, what? So it's like the first step is just even allowing the thought of, but what if I didn't? And that is scary. And it sounds simple, but que- like allowing yourself to question a different change in reality is huge. And I, and so for me, I've been, with my business, I've been feeling, I want, I want to step into Shay, the speaker, author, podcaster. And when I first said that, like literally every muscle in my body just like cramped up, my stomach tightened up. I was like, Oh, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) But now, okay. The first time I said it, then the first time you say it, you're probably going to have a strong reaction. But then the next time you say it and consider it, you're like, Oh, well, well, maybe, you know, I know someone who built a public speaking career. Maybe I could reach out to them and just ask them some questions. And then like all of a sudden, just by allowing myself to just even question something that I'm assuming is truth, <laughs> all of a sudden over time, the possibilities creep in, but you have to take that first step. And I, and it's, can you question your stability right now? You're, maybe you're in a safe place. It feels stable. It can be really hard to be like, what if I wasn't in Buffalo? What if I was on stage speaking to people? Like that initial thought can be very like, 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, the primal Jarring. brain, prim, primal brain's like, ding, ding, ding. No, 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 no. Not safe. Not safe. <laughs> so I like what you're saying. It's like the balance. It's a balancing act. Let's have freedom and fun and open possibility. And let's take small steps forward in a way that still maintain a little bit of that stability and safety. And you bring up a good point of saying it out loud. That's, that's a thing too, that allows it because once you, like you said, you say it once and it's like, I'm, I'm thinking about moving out of Buffalo, horrified. Then you keep saying it and then you keep saying it. And now people ask me, why are you moving out? I was like, I don't know. Why the fuck not? (laughs) Why am I even here in the first place? (laughs) It's just so funny because it's like, I literally went from shut the fuck up. I don't want to talk to you to why not? Like, why can't I? Of course I can. I can do whatever I want to. What do you mean? And that's actually a really good example of that idea of free associating, like in real life, you know, you had an autopilot script of like, I'm Mariah from Buffalo. (laughs) So like, that was just your identity. And that's the script. When you thought about maybe leaving Buffalo, that story ran really quick. Nope. You're from Buffalo. You stay in Buffalo. Your family's in Buffalo. And so it can be hard to even be aware that that narrative is going off. And that's what I think is interesting. And, And when we start to dive into this stuff and shine light on it, and open ourselves up to possibility, all of a sudden it's like this doorway opens and it's exciting and it's unlimited potential again. So um, I think this is just really fun and fascinating. I'm so excited for your move. I I think it's going to be really cool for your relationship and for your business and for like a million things. What else are you feeling like, um, like business-wise? What's feeling curious and inspiring? Uh, where do you want to head to next? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um... I think exploring human design on like an actual business perspective, me and you have had some conversations in Voxer and you even mentioned as your genius projector self of like overseeing some things. You're like, what if you just started offering like human design for business readings? My initial reaction is like, yeah, but I'm not certified. And then I'm sitting there and I'm thinking and I'm just like, yeah, but what are the certifications? The certifications are essentially people that got certified by somebody else and then decided that they can probably make more money by then certifying other people by doing it. So it's like, what does the certification really mean? And so I'm playing around with this idea of like, can I offer these without allowing it to become my identity? And can I offer these with the um with the knowing? that like it's fucking helpful and that I know enough because like it's funny if we're looking at the facts I've already done these I've done five of them or six of them I was just calling them intuitive marketing what the fuck ever I was calling intuitive marketing something sessions essentially what it was is me looking at your human design chart and then giving you a reading or pulling things out or having a conversation and looking at it from a through a business lens because I have this weird thing, this weird strength where it's like I can find the intersection of business and human design. It's like there's this like overlapping intersection. And that's why in most of these conversations, it's just I'm just so curious all the time about people's human design. And the more that I talk about it with people, the more people are getting aha moments, even in like normal, like in real life with my friends that don't even have a business. But I'm like, oh, have you considered like this? Because I mean, just from human design, your thing shows this, this and this. And it's just becoming so natural to me that I'm allowing myself to step into what would it look like? Like if I offered these, can I do it in a way that feels good for me? And like, what is this fear really about? Like, is it really about the fact that like, I'm not certified or is it a fear of like, people aren't going to get it. They're not going to think that I'm helpful. Like, what is this hesitation? Because I think that there's something juicy here that my brain naturally gravitates on. And it's like, to be honest, I don't think that I need a certification if I'm thinking about it from a logical standpoint, because I have like dove so deep into this rabbit hole that I have so many resources that I pull from where it's also human design is so complex that it's impossible to memorize. So why am I assuming that I have to memorize it? I think I'm looking at it from an SEO perspective. SEO, I don't need resources. I could fucking literally word vomit anything about SEO. Ask me a question, it's fucking over. But it's interesting diving into something where it's like it's too complex for my brain to regurgitate information 
So can it be good enough for me to look at resources? Is that helpful enough for people, even if I still have to look at resources? So that's kind of my thought process about it. But I think that that's maybe what I'm going to start uh, inching my way towards, especially those invitations seem to come up pretty naturally. So yeah, I think I think that might, that might be something. Oh man. You know, one thing I just thought of um, a parallel, that's the theme of this episode. Um, I, I dabble in coding. I know you do too. And I always, um, I, I was like, oh, I'm not a real coder. And then I ended up being in this group of like, quote unquote, real coders. And I was shocked to learn that they do not memorize all the code. All they do is they know they can go to Substack just like I go to, and they find what they need in that moment. And so that's reminding me of the human design. Like you don't need coders do not have all the code memorized, but they know how to go use their resources and grab what they need when they need it. And they know where to go. And I, that was like such a empowering thing for me. I was like, Oh, I'm a coder too. <laughs> but to your point, I think this idea of needing certification is very aligned with factory school and that someone has the right way to do it. And now I'm not, of course, of course, there's professions where you need certification and supervision and licensing. And of course, you know, absolutely reading, telling someone, you know, based on your human design, this is where I could see you doing well with your marketing. Like (laughs) that's like a different conversation. And, and for you, you've done a beta round now with six or so people and myself included, you've gotten glowing feedback. Like what I think is compelling is that you have feedback and testimonials of how valuable it was. Um, Literally sitting on my computer that I haven't. Yeah. Well, what I can tell you is like, for me, it's like, yes, I know I'm good at all these things. I'm mildly interested in all these things, but you really helped me like focus in on, no, it's this thing here is where you should turn the volume up. And that was like such a, I felt so validated and affirmed. And I know that, um, you've had some big transformations in those calls. So to me, like what's more important than like the deep dive you've gone on. Cause I know you have is more of like the results you've already received. And I'm more interested in that than I am who you paid 500 bucks to get their certification for in terms of human design. If you were a doctor, of course it would be different qualifications. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that reflection. Um, and also it's interesting that you bring up that specific example of coding, because I literally used to call myself a website developer. And I would literally go to resources and find out where to code. And I would copy and paste. And I knew enough to manipulate the code in order to get it to do what I wanted to do. I had no problem calling myself a developer. So I appreciate that specific yeah, example. That's <laughs> so you've done it before. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Okay. So listeners, if you guys want a fucking human design for business reading, just DM me and we'll fucking, we'll fucking do it. Why not? This feels fun. It was very helpful for me, at least. And so I'm excited to see what it turns into. Um, Okay. Is there anything else? You know, we've kind of previewed what's coming for us in the future. We have plans for a PR tour. We have a workshop coming up. If you're listening to this live on October 6th, we'll be hosting a minimalist marketing workshop that actually covers a lot of the stuff we've talked about today. Um, So October 6th, 2022, if you are hearing this live, if you're in the future hearing this, check our website. There's a tab called workshops. We always have some live workshops in the pipeline at some point. You can get on our email list and follow along for when the next one drops. Um, I am super excited to indulge my rabbit holes <laughs> in my fascinations next season on this podcast. Um, I already have some really fun ideas of people to bring on and topics to explore. Is there anything else, Mariah, that you're feeling excited to share about like what's coming up? I think just like logistically, like just so you guys listening Um, if this is pre 2023, just know that we're not leaving you hanging at season two. We are definitely moving forward with season three. We, you couldn't pay us to fucking stop producing this podcast. Like just know. And I think that you can tell by just like our passion as we are creating these episodes and interviewing these people, like we, we ain't stopping episode 40, just the beginning. So we are launching season three sometime in January, I think of 2023. So just keep your eyes peeled for that. Make sure that you're either following the curiously guided Instagram 
Uh, it's literally at Curiously Guided on Instagram or following either me or Shay on Instagram, Mariah Magazine, CO, or Sales with Shay. We will definitely post about and keep you guys in the loop there if Instagram is your preferred way to kind of connect with us. Um, and yeah, in the meantime, I think just like for the podcast, how we're using the downtime in between seasons is I think we're going to update the website a little bit. We're feeling like the podcast is kind of starting to build its its own momentum on its own. So we kind of want to make sure that the foundation is really stable and secure and that that we feel good with like how we're portraying the podcast on the website, feel good about our systems. Like we might choose a different place to host the podcast. So like there is some some stuff logistically that I think we're going to be working on. Um And then, yeah, I think a PR tour after we get the foundations all set up, starting to reach out to different podcasts and kind of pitching our perspectives and our ideas and all of that, like that feels really fucking fun along with sprinkling in some, some workshops. Uh, Yeah, I think, I think that's about it. I'm just, I'm fucking stoked. I'm excited. We did say in the beginning of this season, we had our, our first episode was like, what did we miss? about recording and so me and Shay may we're making it a point to have either weekly or bi-weekly check-ins with each other because that was something that we learned we collected the data points on it and we feel like fucking mush when we don't talk to each other so it's like having a downtime on seasons and not having conversations with somebody that feels really supportive in business that's just like it's a non-negotiable for us moving forward so yeah I think this is just a lesson and like take what you need see what feels supportive and like allow your your lifestyle and your decisions and your schedule to allow those uh changes when necessary Mm -hmm. oh I love that um Okay. So one thing I feel called to share right now here at the end is like one thing Mariah and I have found very helpful this season is to, um, allow ourselves to branch out outside of the online business world. You know, I, I mentioned, I kind of got a little hung up. I felt like all I was doing was hearing online business, reading about online business, even on my weekends, you know, taking trainings. And I got to a point where I really felt like I was lacking any kind of creative, juice any kind of passion and and what's helped me honestly work through that um on the podcast we had a interview guest this season Rebecca and she really recommended she said when was the last time you read a fiction book and I had someone else say you know like when was the last time you went out and did something fun Angela brought up play I'm asking myself when was the last time I actually like let myself play what does that even look like as an adult and it's been through exploring reinvigorating other interests and exploring other things. That surrealist tidbit I learned was in a book that I read because Rebecca told me to read a fiction book. (laughs) So it's like, I'm now all of a sudden, I forgot, you know, you can take all these other things and connect the dots. And that's how you reinvigorate your creativity and your drive and your passion. So I I definitely like went through some stuff this season on the, uh, on the podcast. I think I was navigating and existential life crisis. So I hope that it's supportive for you if you are also in that place. And I'm excited to be here at the end of it. I do really feel like I've learned some things, especially through the podcast, and I'm looking forward to the future. Yeah, I, I I think that that's just, that's really helpful. And I'm, I'm glad that you added that because I think as business owners, especially with like an entrepreneurial mindset, we can turn anything into a business. We can get in rabbit holes. We can educate, we can certify, we can literally spend time marketing and testing and tweaking this and this and this, but like, what a beautiful reflection of like, we have a life to live outside of our business. And we created this business to create space for other shit that we give a shit about. Yeah. And so, and we're yeah. better at our business when we live our lives. <laughs> and and yeah. for me, I think I had kind of lost sight of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. And there's definitely even more parallels there. I, I've started reading fiction books again, too. My friend who lives downstairs for me currently in my apartment, she's part of a book club. So now she just like leads me new books on my stairs. And I'm just like, you're a godsend. And also, my brain needed like the, the actual relaxation from strategy, strategy, energetics in business, strategy. And it's like, it feels really fucking good. So the level of relaxation, that's why we started doing it was, um, was feeling like I was having trouble really relaxing. And that's Rebecca was like, when was the last time you read a fiction book? And I was like, what? But 
it's wild. And it sounds so simple, but I feel so relaxed and it's cause I'm addicted to screens and I'm used to filling in any blank moment with screen. <laughs> and so I have just been, it's been nice to reconnect and to get caught up in the story and like, let your brain go there. There's a certain amount of nervous system, like regulation that goes along with that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to learn more. Um, we can't thank you guys enough for following along for your DMS. You know, we're really just honored and blessed that y'all have joined us on this journey. Um, I think we are going to close this season down. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode or any episode of the season, we'd love for you to share it with your friends, share it with us. Tell us about what, what were your lessons? What have been your takeaways? Have you grown at all? Have you learned anything helpful? We love hearing from you guys and we'd love to connect more especially as we're entering this down season and as always seriously thank you guys so much for listening thank you for your support if you haven't yet subscribe to the podcast leave us a review those things really help us uh, get found to more people that kind of pick up what we put down if you know what i'm saying so until next time, remember that you have the power to create whatever the fuck you want. Follow the nudge, ask the questions, and let curiosity guide the way. We'll see you in season three.